This is the World Health Organization. It's the pillar of the post-World War global order. And the United States has just thrown a torpedo. On Monday, July 6th, the Trump administration notified the United Nations that the U.S. would formally withdraw from the World Health Organization. It's the latest shot fired in a months-long battle the administration has been waging against the WHO. The World WHO, World Health, got it wrong. I mean, they got it very wrong. In many ways, they were wrong. No need to use COVID to score political punches. No need. What does this mean for public health in America and abroad if the World Health Organization loses one of its most important members? From the Anberg Studio at the University of Pennsylvania, I'm Dan Gorenstein, and this is Tradeoffs. Lawrence, in the most basic terms, what is the WHO and what is its purpose? Its charge is to literally be the global health leader. Lawrence Gostin is a professor of global health law at Georgetown University and runs the O'Neill Institute. It's not the one hero firefighter that goes and puts out pandemics. It doesn't have the funding or capacity for that. Remember, um, WHO's funding is about the same size as one large United States hospital. But most importantly, they coordinate. They declare emergencies and they give guidance on what countries should do to stem outbreaks and epidemics. Let's talk for a second, specifically in just in, in just a few sentences. What is the key role the WHO has played right now during the COVID pandemic? Well, WHO is currently coordinating trials to find a an effective treatment for COVID. They are also spearheading fundraising for a vaccine, and they've been sharing intelligence uh, about the virus, what it's likely to do, where it's going, and giving early warning systems. Um, so it's really doing its very best with very limited budget to try to you know, bring the world together. And it seems almost hopeless with COVID because the world seems so split apart. And what is the Trump administration's rationale for withdrawing from this organization? Well, I can give you its stated rationale, um, but I also want to say what I think is really behind it. Um, and I think it's, a, it's an attempt to deflect blame from the Trump administration. You know, we went into the COVID-19 pandemic with the number one world rating in health system capacity. As the president said yesterday, we're ready. We're ready for anything. But once COVID-19 was here, it's become the epicenter. Florida, South Carolina, and Texas among the states notching new daily records, with almost 35 states seeing a rise in coronavirus cases. Texas um, and so I think that this is a an attempt to deflect blame, and I think it's you know mostly political. But the purported reason is because the World Health Organization did not stand up to China. Had the WHO done its job to get medical experts into China to objectively assess the situation on the ground and to call out China's lack of transparency, the outbreak could have been contained at its source with very little death 
very little death. And I do think that China, this, it's legitimate that China was not transparent, but WHO had no power to independently verify that information. Um, the United States, and particularly Donald Trump, had much greater access to, to and leverage over China than the WHO ever could. Lawrence says the WHO has a lot to lose if America takes its ball and goes home. First, there's money. The WHO's annual budget is roughly $2 billion, and America contributes about 20%. But it's lost much more than that. It's lost a global health leader in the United States, and it's also distracted politically and wounded politically by the Trump administration just at the time that the world and the United States needs it to be strong. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Lawrence, when you think about the trade-offs, can you just lay it out for us succinctly? What do we gain by leaving the WHO and what do we lose? Secretary of State Pompeo, in his letter to Congress uh, justifying this withdrawal, said that it'll give America more opportunity to direct our resources where we want to direct them. I don't accept that. I don't think you can have an America alone approach uh, to a global problem. What we lose is very, very clear to me. So first of all, we've lost our national influence in foreign affairs, but it also harms our health. Um, We're going to be cut out from the WHO's um, system of surveillance and disease intelligence. We're going to be cut out um, from the global effort on vaccine and drug uh, research and development. So what happens next? What's the actual withdrawal process? I've argued, along with over 750 global health leaders, in a letter to Congress that what the president's done is unlawful. The United States entered the WHO under a joint congressional resolution, and we need both houses of Congress to withdraw from it. So Congress can push back, the courts can push back, and the public can push back. The U.S. has to give one year's notice. And so in any case, the United States cannot lawfully withdraw um, until July 6th, 2021. By that time, there will be an election. On Tuesday, July 7th, Joe Biden tweeted, on my first day as president, I will rejoin the WHO and restore our leadership on the world stage. 
So at the end of the day, Lawrence, given the opposition to this move and that there's going to be some legal challenges here, how do you think things are going to play out? I think we're going to go down one of two paths. If the president is reelected and holds at least one House of Congress, then I think that ultimately we will withdraw. Um, What will then happen is we'll have a fragmented global health world, uh, a much less safe world. The second path is is that either the courts rule that this is unlawful or Joe Biden is elected president of the United States, in which case I think we'll see a resurgence of funding to the WHO, but also significant constructive reform of the WHO, because the WHO absolutely needs reform. The path we take um, will mean that Americans are safer and have greater influence internationally, or it will make America and the world weaker, less safe, and our leadership in the world will be completely eviscerated. And I think the stakes are that high, I frankly do. Lawrence, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us today. Take care. Bye. I'm Dan Gorenstein, and this is Tradeoffs. The Trump administration has rolled back part of the Affordable Care Act that protected transgender people from discrimination. These protections had made it possible for many trans Americans to access care in a way that was unheard of just a decade ago. The idea that a health insurance company would look at somebody and say, okay, well, you're transgender, and so we don't cover that. And that was something that was common knowledge, common practice. We look at the fight to secure health care for trans Americans and explore how much these protections have actually helped people get the care they need. Next time on Tradeoffs. If you enjoyed today's episode of Tradeoffs, you can sign up for our newsletter at tradeoffs.org so you can keep in touch with us between episodes. You can also follow us on Twitter at tradeoffspod. If you're interested in helping out the show, why not leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you use? It helps other people find us. The Tradeoffs team is producers Ryan Levy and Vicki Stern, intern Sabrina Ems, sound designer Andrew Perella, and editor Leslie Walker. The Tradeoffs theme song was composed by Ty Sitterman with additional music this episode from Blue Dot Sessions. Additional thanks to Ashish Jha. Thanks also to our listeners who helped to support our work, including Thomas Whipple and Andrew Livengood. Tradeoffs is supported in part by the California Healthcare Foundation, Arnold Ventures, and the Robert Wood Johnson Foundation. Additional support from the Leonard Davis Institute of Health Economics and the Center for Public Health Initiatives at the University of Pennsylvania. The views expressed in this episode are those of the individuals and not those of Tradeoffs staff, advisors, or funders. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.